0: Hey guys! Welcome! We are back! This is the first official episode of the Season 2 of the Women in Illustration! Oh my god, I think I broke my microphone. Hold on. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited because today I'm talking with my friend Kelly, uh, also known as By Kelly, Malka? How do I say your last name? Malka, yeah, you got it. Oh sweet, killing it. Killing this interview.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) Where... She thought it'd be a really good idea to talk about that whole work-life balance struggle because Kelly over here has a full-time job and a full-time hustle. So we're going to go over the challenges of that to help you guys navigate that same situation for yourselves and what pretty much all this means. And I'm super excited to talk to you, Kelly. This is going to be fun. Yeah, me too. All right. So let's jump into this first question. Yeah. Um, well, actually, let's just get some like normal talky-talky stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? What do you do? Okay,
2: so I'm in San Francisco. Um, I work at an ad agency at Venables Bell and Partners. It's like a creative agency, and I'm a graphic designer there. Um, So, yeah, it's, you know, crazy ad agency kind of life. Um, But I also do like freelance, and I have a little etsy shop too. So, trying to dip my toes into everything.
0: For sure. And it wasn't until I reached out to you um, to record an episode that I even knew you had a day job.
2: Yeah, most people don't know that. And most people think that what I do on my Instagram or on my Etsy or freelance is like my full time job. And I'm usually like, I wish. <laughs> but no, yeah, I have like a very I have a full time plus job because it, it usually goes over time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that just makes you so much more impressive. Oh, like, thank you. No. <laughs> like, you're killing it. You have such a identifiable style. Um, I love the subject matters that you cover in your work. You're a huge inspiration to me personally thank when you. I was coming from the lettering world and, you know, dipping my pinky toe into the illustration th- realm of things. Um, so it's like, oh, wow, you're actually, like, working not just, like, a 40-hour-a-week job. Like, this is a creative agency
1: yeah like this is
0: what the third time we're trying to yeah Yeah, i'm so (laughs) sorry this call (laughs) yeah that's like
2: that's like another like thing I just never know when work is gonna like bleed into my
0: personal life and it's like almost
2: always so yeah. thank you for bearing with me
0: no I'm like the easiest person ever and if anything I feel like I, I just want to learn from you too because I'm full-time freelance and I feel like I'm fucking everything up like I'm, no 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 <laughs> like, no idea what I'm doing I never work enough hours but I think that's just everyone's struggle would you agree like you always yeah feel like you, you never get enough done no matter what
2: oh yeah I mean I feel like like, yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And I think everyone feels that way. We all have like imposter syndrome within us. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm obviously going to be talking about this. But like the disclaimer, I know nothing, but I can, <laughs> can always talk about my own
0: experience. Yeah. And that's all we really want is yeah. like, you know, I the one thing I try to make really clear in like all of the ways that I try to teach and, and help the, the illustration community, is don't take anyone's advice too seriously. Yeah. Try it. See if you like it. And if it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Change it. Make it your own. But there's way... There's so many ways to make a living in this industry. Oh, right. Totally. You could not listen to anyone and still find success. Like, there's no wrong or right way.
2: Yeah, definitely. All right.
0: So... Because you have this, like, really, to me again, identifiable style, like, oh, that's Kelly's work, for 100%. <laughs> like, how would you describe your style to someone who isn't currently looking at it? Because this is a audio-only format.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I would describe it as really, really, like, detailed, weirdly detailed, but also a bit um, whimsical in a way. Like, I feel like I draw a lot of people, but they all I kind of end up looking, like, not real, but... Kind of real. I don't like using like real colors. So, like, I don't like using skin tones or normal colors for backgrounds or objects or anything. Like, I like to use like pink skin or like blue skin, green skin, like whatever. I just, I usually don't dip into any realm of reality. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's kind of really evolved in a way since like high school when I kind of started taking art more seriously. Um, and i just like started using pen before i was like colored pencils all the time and then i started using pen and ink and it like changed my style like the way i drew with color pencil changed once i went into pen and then once i started drawing digitally it kind of changed as well so it's been evolving constantly and i'm still like learning fine learning and finding my place um but yeah like I definitely am not diverse in my style it, everything I try to draw ends up looking like how I expect it to in the end so yeah I know it's like very specific but yeah it is um yeah
0: that's cool yeah um I'll say one like technical thing uh when you say your peas it spikes the audio so you might just oh. want to keep your mouth a little bit further from the microphone oh sorry it's, it's uh if you don't have one of those guards it's really hard to get the puss sounds okay um just a heads up. Okay. Um, let, uh, let me know if it happens again. Yeah. I'll let you know. I, I thought it more in- interesting. I'm like, wow, it really puts emphasis when she says pin. <laughs> 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 I really, I'm like, eh, like, Hey guys, this is yeah. our materials. Yeah, Watch yeah. out and listen. Yeah. Um, something I think is interesting about your characters is they all kind of look similar and they all kind of like look like you. Oh my <laughs> God. That's funny. Cause a lot
2: of people said that to me and I was like, that's really funny because, I like, I don't see it, but you know what, like, when I finally posted a picture of myself, because I usually never show myself on my Instagram, I actually mm-hmm. never do, period, um, a lot of people said that, and I thought that was kind of funny. I think I definitely dress my characters like me, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's funny. I have really, really curly hair naturally, so, you know, and I'm drawing these girls with, like, I, I love drawing hair. It's like my favorite mm. thing. So I think I'm like giving them my ideal hairdo, and each one like, shoot. <laughs> if I had straight hair, I'd get like a short bob with bangs. But
0: fuck yeah, me too. Yeah. I've always wanted a bob. Trying to have bangs with curly hair is not a thing. Yeah, you should it's not so
2: do it. hard. <laughs> no, and I've tried it. So I'm just like, I'm gonna draw all of these people the way I want them. They are gonna have bangs and bobs. But yeah, no, it's it's funny that you say it looks like me. It's 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 a new thing I've heard
0: yeah sorry you cut off there for a second Ooh, it's a new you, it's like a,
2: it's a new thing that I've heard from other people I think ever since I posted my picture
0: yeah well it's funny too because like I'm looking at your grid and there's a picture of you in overalls and like a striped shirt and then like literally like two pictures down you're wearing overalls with a long sleeve shirt I <laughs> like know <your> character is. <laughs> and right uh, now
2: you can't see me I'm wearing overalls and a striped shirt like it's like my uniform <laughs>
0: You know, I think that's just natural, like as we get older to develop a uniform. Like my uniform is I always wear like crazy pattern leggings with some sort of dark graphic t shirt, like whether it's a band or like yeah. a fellow artist work, with like a jean jacket or a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. And I boots. mean that's just every day that's what I'm wearing. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like I think we all have like that Doug wardrobe where you open it up and it's all like the same slacks and the same yeah, shirts and totally that whole thing. Yeah. Um so I mean this is like nothing that I had prepared but I'm just curious uh how do you arrive to drawing your characters do you use reference are you drawing from just like your imagination
2: you know it's a combination I do really I use a lot of reference for like understanding like poses and anatomy so like uh sometimes like my proportions I'm not like the best like sometimes I'll draw a head too big and I'm like oh god it looks like crazy or so I use a lot of imagery um for you know like finding out poses some interesting like sitting poses um even like looking at myself kind of like how I sit or something and trying to mimic mm-hmm. that so I'm definitely like all over Pinterest and like grabbing photos from everywhere um I I can but yeah it, it's 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 a combination for sure
0: yeah because I know some people they they feel like the only way that they can draw characters is like tracing them and then making it their own right after the fact right What do you, what is your opinion on that
2: I think that's fine. I mean, everyone, there's so many different ways of doing art. Like, I don't judge anyone, like, how they decide to make their own art um like i i'm not one to say
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. i was just
0: curious uh because that's that's my process right now is like taking a a character or model and then tracing and then removing elements and then without looking at reference adding in my own characters oh yeah it's like it's like can you validate me just really quickly (laughs) and also like and yeah to validate
2: you more like if i get a commission to to draw like a specific person like i totally like have to trace over it at first and then like take them out because if I'm, like, if it's, like, a historical, like, reference or if it's, like, a famous person, I, like, want to make sure I get all those nuances right. So I think that's totally fine, especially if you're trying to get some precise things there.
0: Um, yeah, like, so you can get it looks like them. Yeah, right? exactly.
2: So, like, I think that's totally cool. And I don't yeah. think that takes away from anyone's drawing.
0: No, as long as it's transformative and it's oh, not, yeah. like, stealing, you know, infringing on, like, the photographer's usage oh, rights, for, for example.
2: Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. Which is,
0: which is a lesson that I learned this week. And I oh, was like, really? Oh, I didn't even think about the photographer. I just thought about, I just thought about getting, like, permission from the model.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you drew something uh, from uh someone? Yeah.
0: And- yeah, so, I like, I drew this, um, the stomach piece and, um, I had reached out to the model and it doesn't look like a professional photographer took it or anything uh-huh. like that. Um, so I just thought it was like something. She she just took a picture of herself in her bedroom. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the copyright owner. And uh, then this guy reaches out to me. Very kind. Very yeah. beautiful human being. Just like, okay. hey, just heads up. This is where this is from. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't yeah. even think about the photographer. So it's like. It's a good navigating, lesson. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, That's why I think it's so important. Like, because sometimes, you know, you get your work just straight up stolen or traced yeah. or something. And for the most part, most people aren't trying to be malice. They just don't know any better. Right. Totally. For the most part, and there's think, definitely use cases where it's like, Mm-mm, you knew better, come on. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. And I, I think like, like your scenario, you're lucky. The guy was nice, and it's a learning experience. And I'm sure you had a nice conversation about it after. And that's oh, kind of sure. that's kind of how you
0: you learn on the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, I had like uh, some work stolen like a week ago. Oh no. Like, where, where it was literally they stole it, image traced it, and then sold it on a t-shirt. Ugh. Oh. Um, and so it was like, okay, so like i've been on both sides of it where it's yeah. like you're getting called out and you have to call someone else out and yeah figure tot- out the legalese of all that thing totally uh, that's
2: happened to me too and i'm like and usually i don't catch it It's someone will send it to me i'm sure that's your mm-hmm. experience too yeah and i like i'm like ugh, i don't even want to deal with this like i'll tell the person hey like just so you know that's my drawing like don't do that but i'm just <laughs> like i'm not good at that yet so i'm also learning <laughs>
0: For sure. I mean, um, as like a side note, don't you love how we haven't talked about the topic? This is how usually most yeah. conversations with yeah. me go. It's like I had questions ready. We're probably we're good to it eventually. Um, yeah. No. I mean, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yay. Um, <laughs> where you don't always know where like the line is when it comes to copyright. Like I just recently learned that you can't copyright a phrase. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's the one thing that's not under. It's a- if- especially if it's under public domain. Yeah. Like, yeah. It-
2: like. Like "cela <laughs> like
1: you yeah,
0: could use that. <laughs> Even something like something like "a uh, love is all you need." Yeah, like from the Beatles. That's a common phrase. Like anyone can say it. Yeah. But if I go something like um, "show me the money,"
1: yeah,
0: that obviously reminds you of a of a movie. So that you're making, especially if you make products with that design, it's remind right. you're you're capitalizing on someone else's nostalgia or association with that reference. Right. So it's so I'm learning all these things
1: and I'm yeah.
2: Praying. <laughs> it's de- yeah totally and I think a lot of people especially like y- you're a freelance artist and these are usually creatives too like writers they're I I hope at least for the most part are pretty understanding and and like it's a learning experience for everyone
0: so yeah yeah um and also as a heads up this is my third podcast recording today oh so wow. I'm like dragging all my other podcasts into this conversation I'm like oh I talked about this earlier um, oh god are you exhausted <laughs> You think I it's just talking. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. You're right. It's 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 super, especially now that the format's audio only, like I don't got to worry about looking cute. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't showered today. I smell bad, but you can't smell me and it's okay. That's
2: true. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so let's go into some like a uh, background for you. So okay. what made you start your Instagram account? Like did you have did you were you making stuff in your own style before? Like how e- like yeah. what's the crossover? So, I
2: started my instagram account in college very loosely and that was in like 20 when did i graduate 2015 and um i like really didn't use it well and i feel like instagram wasn't that huge back then it was just starting to like be a tool Mm -hmm. and um i used it when i was still just drawing by pen and paper. So I drew, like, I would take a lot of pictures of, like, my art, like, with pens next to it, and, like, write, like, work in progress, like, hashtag work in progress or something, you know? (laughs) And um, I kind of started it really, you know, innocently. Like, it wasn't really, like, anything I thought more of. It was more of, like, I'm not posting my art on my personal Instagram. I now have, like, a place to put all of it in. Mm. And then I started kind of seeing, like, Once I started, I I moved to San Francisco and I had this new job, I just started seeing how, you know, I could really use social media as a tool and uh, use it to gain followers. And now that I didn't have to go to school and study and go in the library all the time, I'm like, this is the time that I'm going to open an Etsy shop. I have to do it. Even though work is crazy, I like, this is the time to do it. Um, Now I'm like on my own. I have my own place, like all that stuff. So I started kind of really using it as a tool when I opened my Etsy shop and then I started getting a bit more personal with my art, you know, within actually last two, even maybe year, almost using it as like a visual diary, kind of of, as a way to like escape my day job. It's very cathartic, like my day job is very taxing. I love it, but it's very stressful and taxing and you're Mm -hmm. biting from other people's, uh, you know you know you're you're following clients asks while my instagram art and my etsy and my freelance felt like i had like ownership of it and i could say what i wanted and do what i wanted on there so it's kind of like a survival mechanism and it started off as something kind of just to separate my personal and art life
0: and now it's mm-hmm. become kind of this tool for sure and that's like not a that's a story that i keep hearing from all different kinds of artists, like, hey, I started noticing, like, a tick in followers or more client inquiries or more sales when I started making my work more personal.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And it started making me feel better. And it started made me, like, discover new ways to, like, make art and express art. Because I still, you know, I like you said, you said I have, like, a very specific style. But, like, I still am very lost and, like, don't know who I am as a person <laughs> slash artist. So, like, I feel like I'm, like, everyone's bearing witness to my like me evolving as a person and artist through my work and literally putting my feelings out there like full-on written so you know it it's when when it gets more personal it's it it does help and also it feels good for me because I feel like I'm literally writing a diary
0: in my own way which is nice well you can't like even from like a marketing strategy like let's just leave it at that like relatability is key for sure when you want Especially, like, in the world of Instagram, where, like, hashtags mostly don't work. Like, they're usually just useless. It's just, like... It's, like, lottery tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't... You won't win the lottery unless you buy a ticket. So, it's, like, you couldn't... Maybe you'll get an Explore page, but you probably won't. Um, But... Sharing something to your stories, ever since they released that functionality for Instagram, that really made such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Because, like, every other fucking platform, like, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Twitter, you can easily share. Like, sharing is a big part of that platform. But we didn't really have a way to do it. And we had to buy, like, a repost app or something if we wanted to curate someone else's content. But now it's a lot easier. So with that being said, it's, like, we can actually experience this organic growth with our profiles. And your work is fucking everywhere. Every, like, somewhat feminist fucking curated page. Your work's on there. Oh, you a plant lady? Your work's on there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let's talk about, like, anxiety. Your work's on there. And I'm just oh like, damn. No. Like, you're everywhere. Um, well,
2: yeah, I don't know about that, but thank you. Well, to me.
0: It, well, you have to think about it from, like, I'm obviously in a bubble. Like. huh and we, we talk about similar, like, topics in both of our work. So you're obviously, like, like an influence mm-hmm. for me. So I see you everywhere. It's the same thing with, like, this girl Lauren Holm. Everywhere I fucking look, Lauren Holm's there. Because she's, like, home. a fellow lettering artist. And I'm just, like, I'm, like I've am like i unfollowed her. And then she'll do, like, a MailChimp ad. And then I'll open up MailChimp for a week. And I see her work every time I open it. I'm oh, like, damn no.
2: it! Mm. Yeah, I understand that. And that's, yeah, that I mean, again, going off topic. But that's, like, something I struggle with my art, like, too. Like, mm-hmm. what you're describing is something that, like... I'm so – I have to think of my words correctly with this because it's, like, I I am such a champion and, and love seeing other people and artists, like, be able to use this platform to show their art and be, like, really inspired. But you can't help but feel, like, jealous or, like, am I not doing enough or – all this. So it's such an awesome tool. But like, you can't help but feel like, damn it, why am I not there? Damn it. Why didn't I think of that? You know, so totally.
0: So what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. The worst is when someone does the same idea you had, but they finish it before you
2: yeah totally
0: and it's it's that's the one that gets me I'm like
2: yeah and it's something that I'm constantly like battling with because I'm like stop thinking that that's bad this is awesome that these people are doing this and like we have a platform for it and we're all feeling the same way so it's like it's like part of like the paradoxical thinking like I'm just like it it, it drives me nuts because I'm like I'm only like we're human this is normal but also I want to support you and all this stuff so yeah I totally hear what you're saying it's it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a, I'm sorry. It's a product of being able to see so many things at one time and you can't help but compare yourself.
0: Yeah. And I think it's natural. Like there's no black and white situation. It's just, there's two sides to every idea, every feeling. Yeah. Like every sure. story. Yeah. So it's like, at the same time, we want to support each other, but this, we're also in direct competition with each other. Like, right. When trying to like, you know, sell products or get clients. So it's like, we have to. Uh, empathize with both sides of those things. Oh yeah. So I think you talked about that perfectly, and I think people get relieved to hear, you know, someone who's got more followers than them, or someone you know that they look up to, is like, "Wow, you f- you still feel that way, even though they they think you've reached this certain level of success." Oh, no, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not successful. I'm not as successful as people think. Like totally. <laughs> and I totally. think it's probably like that across the board for most people, unless you have like the you know the flex designer yeah that's like look at this brand new car i just bought look at this brand new house i'm like all right this is i can't follow you anymore i'm like this is not where's your art at like i don't care what you bought with your art (laughs) (laughs) no I, i
2: i totally hear you and i feel you for sure
0: yeah so okay let's let's circle back and so walk me through like the day in the life like what's yeah. like a busy week. So you, we're dealing with day job, side hustle, Etsy orders, Instagram, keeping up with that imposter syndrome.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: how do you organize all that shit? Well, I mean, one would say I don't, but I
2: can tell you what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a busy week at my job is like a busy week. Like it's not just a normal, it's like uh 9 to 12 or like 9 to 10 or something. Mm-hmm. And usually like if I'm on a pitch or a big project like I usually have to work weekends too for work and it's been like that a lot recently and that's why like last week I'm like oh I'm in Bethesda sorry I gotta go for a pitch like randomly you're put on a plane to to present something so it's so unpredictable that like there is no typical week but I guess like a typical busy week is usually like I'm working like nine to maybe like I'll say this is like a mid-busy week, nine to seven at my (laughs) office. And then I usually come home, eat, make something really quick, and then draw or do freelance till like midnight. (laughs) And then I'll do that all week. And then on the weekends, I'll reserve one full day for work and then one day and a half for friendship slash I have to live um, (laughs) day. So that's usually how it goes. And I'll and I'll usually crash somewhere in the middle like I'll like (laughs) I have like I have like last night I got home from work and I literally like I don't know what happened. I think I just like pile exhaustion and I felt I like got home at like seven no six and I fell asleep until nine and I'm like oh I should probably eat something and then I ate and then went to bed at like 1230 like you just (laughs) you just crash
0: sometimes. But yeah that's that's a typical ish week Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, I, I think most people go through the cycle and I think anyone who tells you like, this is how I stay productive every week is a fucking liar. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. cause yeah.
0: it might work one week and then you try it the next week and then life just throws you too many curveballs that you can't oh, yeah. have that consistency of routine typically. Oh yeah. Especially with sure. a day job that's unpredictable uh, on top of it.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, I try not to make too many like future plans because I'm like I don't really know like after work plans I'm like I'm sorry I I can't commit to this because I have no idea what next week will and I try at work so much to be like hey could you like let me know and they're like yeah yeah we'll let you know as soon as we know and it's usually like as last minute as possible we're all we're all in the same boat there and like I love my coworkers and we all respect each other's time so we're all kind of like in the same you know when I have to work a lot that person I'm talking to also has to work a lot so it's really just trying to trying to manage it as much as possible and um sleep as much as I can because I don't get much of that either
0: <laughs> yeah I'm sure like and outside of that do you have like uh like do you live with anybody is it just you and work no no I have three roommates Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I was like, is there a baby or anything like in the mix? Was oh God, I swear to God, no. if you tell me you have three kids, I'm going to freaking die. <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: And one of my like, co- one of my like creative directors at my office has four kids all under the age of 10. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, how do you do it? Because he works so hard and he's just like, you know, you just got to manage. And I guess it's just like, everyone's just managing, honestly. Yeah
0: like nothing's impossible, and you you fig- you're, you're going to have to figure out a way. It's not like yeah. you're like, I just better kill off my kids, yeah. like
2: oh,
0: yeah. oh like, yeah, quit my job. Like no, you need both, um, or you go to jail. So it's like yeah, okay, um, yeah, exactly. But with all the different things that you're like doing this balancing act, like how do you keep in perspective? Like what's a priority? So with
2: work because it's like my job job I have to prioritize it it's like there are people like I'm seeing these people every day and they're relying on me and I am really passionate about a lot of the projects I'm on and what I I do love about my job my full-time job is like I'm getting to work with other creatives like every day and um getting really complex you know asks because you know how you're like saying like all your work looks like you but At my office, I can't do that. My work cannot look like me. My work has to look like Reebok or Chipotle or, you know, like it can't look Mm -hmm. like me. So I'm flexing those, you know, skills when I'm at the office all day, but I like have to draw at some point in the day, like, or else if I'm, if I'm doing full-time work one day, like if I go a few days without drawing, which happens often when I'm in like a crazy like whirlwind of pitching or whatever like it feels off so I really do try making drawing for fun a priority as long and and then after I think drawing for fun is before my freelance work because like I I need that like I need to be able to just draw without consequence or deadline or anything because it's just like part of you know it's been my routine since I was like five like I can't (laughs) not draw um and it also is like therapy to me like I have a lot of anxiety and like nervous energy and I like need to channel it into something so it 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 really is like kind of a domino effect of priority like I hopefully like my full-time job allows me to prioritize my fun drawing for fun and my and then after that it's my freelance work and my Etsy shop
0: man That's gotta be so crazy. Like, oh, let me just work 13 hours a day. And then, you know, you still, like, you have customers giving you money on orders and you have to prioritize that as well. For sure.
2: And I'll never take on a freelance project. And you probably know this better than anyone being a full-time freelancer. But like when I get the initial ask, I make sure that I look at my schedule and I'm like, this is realistic for me Mm because I never want to take on a project and give them like a half-assed project. Like I want to give as much time as I can. Because I have to have, I've had to turn down really awesome freelance projects because it was literally not possible with my schedule. And like I, as much as it's awesome to make side hustle money, like I'm not going to want to turn in something that's like not fully done and I'm not mm-hmm. happy with it. And most importantly, they're not happy with it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So it's, I try to be like a little bit conscious of the future when I'm taking on freelance projects because like, I, I just really want to give myself to that. But I also have to be conscious of my job and conscious of drawing for fun and conscious of just, again, being a human. Um, yeah. So, so, again, not answering that question at all. But it's, it's really a domino, now that I think about it, it's really a domino effect. They
0: all affect each other. Um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, and so. What really helps me with, like, when clients reach out is I always just assume my answer is No. Mm. Like, before I even read the email, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then it's like, they have to convince me otherwise, whether it's Mm. like, oh, this is something that, you know, I would even be able to do well with my skill set. Does this fall in line with my new style that I'm trying to project? Uh, And then, of course, the time element, um... But for me, it's like, uh, like clients aren't a huge priority. So I'm just like, it's very rare for me to say yes. And I find that, uh, more often than not, I, I, I feel better cause I get the opportunity to, to give a referral to another artist oh, that nice. they have, there's no way they would have discovered that artist on their own cause they're like less popular, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're less talented, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. uh, do, do you have like a list of artists that you refer when you turn projects down?
2: I I do. I like and a lot of them I don't know, but like I know that they have smaller followings and I'm just like, honestly, I think this person could be really awesome for you or um I have some friends that do like a little bit of illustration. I get a lot of the ones that I turn down though. I get a lot of design asks and I've made a rule that I am not doing freelance design anymore. I do that all day. I'm only doing <laughs> freelance illustration period. So if it's design, I have tons of recommendations. Illustration, it's more like I have a few friends, but a lot of like Instagram people that I'm like, you should probably reach out to this person. They're pretty awesome. They have a similar kind of, you know, value system as me and they'll align with you or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, I try to do that as well.
0: Cool. Can you add me to your referral list and I'll add you to mine? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because, I you know, we talk about similar subject matter. So if someone's like, hey, I want to do this feminist project, but and I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I'm going to go to Michigan for two weeks. Yeah. yeah, and like hang out with my girl Kelly. Um, yeah, which I, I get a lot of, and I've had to say no to quite a bit of work, especially because today is Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and all the companies were trying to bang on the feminist fucking bandwagon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, lots of reposts, making fucking bullshit T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you got lot- shit tons of reposts today. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my phone exploded a little bit. No big deal. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you too. Yeah. If, I I wasn't expecting it though, because when people refer to my work as uh, like my personal work for, for Letter Shop as feminist, I'm like, really? I'm like, is oh, yeah. But I'm like, but like I'm talking about perspective from a woman. Like right. I can only speak from my own like right. experiences. I only draw women. <laughs> like yeah. it makes sense. I talk about the struggles that women have, yeah. but I I'd not you're never gonna see me draw like feminist as fuck or something like that. Yeah. Um so it it always it always kind of surprises me when I get all these opportunities. Um, yeah. So it's just something I'm like I'm just trying to own, but I'm having yeah. a hard time wrapping my mind around it. I'm like, oh, people look up to me.
2: Yeah. This is
0: weird. No, I, like, I, I understand. What?
2: But yeah, yeah, you should
0: you you need to it, it's you need to own it because yeah, your work is awesome. I'm gonna own my power. Yeah. Will you own your power with me, and we'll own our power together? Sure. I'll, I'm trying. I'm making a power pose right now. You can't tell. Oh but I'm yeah. very superwoman in this moment. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. But yes. you know, sometimes faking it to you make it works in that oh, yeah, regard. For sure. All right, so let's talk about money. I'm excited. Okay. Let's get down to the, the Benjamins. <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Um, so, no. in your own business, like, what are all the ways you're making money aside from your day job?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I was doing my taxes today, which was fucking terrible. Like, oh, I, super fun. Yeah, I hate <laughs> doing taxes so much. I wish I like never had to see another tax form in my life. Um, but the way I make money is through like. You know, my Etsy shop is really like a labor of love. Like I'm not like I'm going to bring on the Benjamin's this way like no. <laughs> like I'm I'm really just trying to like I love it's like my tactile outlet. Like I get to make things and put them in cute envelopes and send them with a little card or something. It it's not like I'm 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 trying to either like make a a bit above breaking even. Like maybe 20% mm. above 30% bre- above breaking even. And I'm, like, very happy with that with Etsy. And then I do a bunch of, like, random freelance gigs. And I make some good side hustle money with that. Um But, like, more than just the money, it's, like, I really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. especially, like, I think it's good and bad that I have so little time. Because I'm, like, I really have to be nitpicky with what I pick. So the things I pick I'm, like, really stoked about. And, um. Yeah, so that's kind of how I make my money. Um, Mm -hmm. And it fluxes. Like, there maybe is a moment where I'm not doing a a big freelance thing. And then my Etsy shop, there's no, like, sales. And then it could be the opposite. Like, it fluctuates. So, um, like I said, like, I earlier when we were talking um the other day it's like I I'm just like not brave enough to do it all on my own and just like make money this way mm. so I'm very like ha- not lucky because I work but I'm happy to have that like security blanket of a full-time job because I'm like a little bit like I don't think like people are always, like you can just do it this is you could just make money this way and I'm like you don't understand like people don't want to pay me that much slash <laughs> I could get 11 messages a day being like, are you going to make this a print?
0: And then I'll make it a print and
2: I get, like, one sale. So...
0: Yeah, fuck those people. Don't yeah. tell artists you're gonna buy their shit and then not buy their shit. That's yeah. rude, and you're you're like literally robbing us. That's not okay. <laughs> I know. I think it was
2: Adam. I forget his last mm-hmm. name. Adam JK. Yeah, yeah. JK. And he. Had, oh my god, that post. The Venn I diagram. Yeah. Oh I I was in my room just snapping. I was like, yep, yep. Like that was the most <laughs> real thing I've ever heard. Because like I remember once I made a print of something that I got like. 30 DMs, like, being like, hey, are you making this print? I want it. And I'm like, yes, I'm gonna make it a print. I'm gonna get a nice paper. And I put it on my Etsy. And I'm, like, looking at my sales. And I got, like, two in a day. And I was like, damn, what the heck? Like, but I think you just learn that way. And like I said, not brave enough to do this yet, just on my own. I'm hoping, like, in in the next few years, I'll be able to branch out and do my own thing. But for now, I still have that nice little cushion of a job. For um, sure, yeah. It's yeah. not really a cushion. It's you know, it's it's a good bed that's a little firm. It's difficult still, but I still have that. <laughs> it's more than a cushion. Yeah, it's not. It it's doesn't feel. Bed. It doesn't feel cushiony because you still have to work at it. But it, it's
0: a nice mm-hmm. security. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Have you ever? Well, I had like five thoughts while you were talking, and I'm trying to remember them all while still being an active listener. Um <laughs> So with the I definitely for on the print side of things I think the biggest the hardest thing about being an artist is you can't let's try and let me think about how I want to phrase this uh the most powerful th- way to sell a product is for it to be an impulse buy. Mm-hmm. So when someone sees you know your initial drawing like the you know the you know the first final static image they want to buy it right then and there. But if it takes you a month to get the prints together or even a week to get the prints together then they're no longer interested. They're like, oh, I actually thought about it. I don't really want to buy it. Mm. So it's like so hard. And I remember I did this like experiment with my Printful, which is a print-on-demand service, and they do really great quality posters, like way better than like, you know, Society6 or Redbubble or some of these other like print-on-demand websites. Um, But the power of Printful is great because, you know, you can put it on your own website. uh, It gets fulfilled automatically. Like the customer experience is the same, which is really great. Um, so that way I could post a static image on Instagram and be like, Hey, posters are available. And then that's when I noticed this, the most amount of upticks in sales, because people oh. are like, this is the first time that I'm seeing this. I can just click the link in the bio. be taking the shot. Boom. Impulse buy. That so, actually
2: makes, that makes total sense. Doesn't
0: it? Yeah. Right? I, I was like listening to a podcast and they're like, impulse buys. And I don't, I don't, it was like, not even for artists. It was for like people who were like buying stock graphics. <laughs> oh, and putting him on shirts—those fucking people. Oh. Um, yes. it's fine. I'll sell you Stark graphics. That's cool. But yeah. um, I was like, that's genius. I never thought about that. So yeah. that's something you could try as well as like a a tip.
2: Yeah, totally. I think I like never know like. Like you said, imp- like, again, we keep talking about this. It's like imposter syndrome. Like, I never know if a drawing is good or not or if someone will relate to it. <laughs> so, like, again, like, I'm not brave enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to put this on my shop and everyone's going to want it. Like, I'm I'm just not, like, I'm not at that level yet. Um, mm. But I think that's really s- a smart thing because we're, like, as artists, to this sounds bad, but, like, you don't need to buy art. Like, no one needs it. Like, it's an ex... <laughs> It's an extra cool thing that makes you happy to buy but like it like do you need to buy art or do you need to buy like shampoo and deodorant you know what i mean like it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a nice thing you want to buy so like the impulse buy makes sense to me and uh like that that totally tracks in my brain um but yeah, you're like trying to convince people to buy things that they don't necessarily need. And I'm like, you don't see me. I'm like air quoting because like I think you, need, <laughs> I think everyone needs art. But like, if you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, it's seen as a
0: commodity. Yeah, yeah
2: like you don't need the bag. You don't need the sh- nice shoe. Like it's just yeah, like those little things. But, um, mm. but yeah, makes sense. Just blabbing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No. And uh, no, don't ever worry about us getting off topic because, like, I bet you everyone's, like, right, because right when we talk about a certain thing, like, I can hear people's questions like, oh, you should ask her about this. Oh, I should ask oh, her about yeah. that. Uh, um, like, I will say this, that uh, I, I'm making this transition right now from instead of just doing posters to doing shirts. Um, and peop- I'm finding that people are much more likely to buy a piece of art with a, like, that's on a shirt because it has a tangible use yeah. than putting it as a poster on your wall.
2: Yeah. No, I think, I think so. Yeah. I think that's true. And I, I'm still trying to like, there are shirts that I want to do in the future, but I think that's spot on because you get to wear it and like, it has a use to it. Um, so yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. And you're much more likely to, to be a repeat customer too, don't you think? Like, oh, I'm much more likely to buy three shirts over the span of two years from this artist than to buy three prints. Totally. Yeah, right? because,
2: yeah, because people want, like, different art on their walls and
0: all that stuff. You're t- yeah, like, there's art on my walls that have been here for five years, and I'm ready to change them. Like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I love you, Mary Kate McDevitt, but I've been staring at this thing for six <laughs> years, <laughs> and I'm ready to upgrade. Yeah, um, totally. And also on the topic of, like, other ways to make money, have you ever thought about making, like, educational resources or digital products or, or doing advertising, anything like that?
2: Um, you know the educational resources, again, I keep going back. I'm like, what do I know? Like, what's anyone gonna learn from (laughs) me? You know plenty. (laughs) (laughs) I think one day I'd love to do that. Um, Mm. I have learned so much from other people at my job. And like, I would love to be that to someone else one day. So totally, like, that's in the future. I think I want to like, learn a little bit more and um, kind of figure out how do I teach what I do, because I, I don't really know what that is, because I'm very much so like a, you know, headphones in, like, loud podcast, <laughs> looking at my computer, no one talked to me kind of worker. So like, <laughs> how do I expand that to others to learn? Like, that's something I would have to figure out, but totally want to do that. Advertisements? Yeah, definitely. If I believe in the product slash I use it slash align course, with their beliefs. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. got a random email a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, this is exciting. It was from like effects. I'm sure you got this email too. Or I don't know. Some A lot of people got it. I, and it was like to promote a TV show I've never seen. And it looked like a good show and stuff. And it was a lot of money. I was just like, I don't watch this show. I could probably make this drawing, but like I I like can't be like if someone comments like oh my god I've been meaning to watch it what do you think and I'd be like I don't know I haven't seen it but like I wouldn't (laughs) that wouldn't feel good for me so I think like yeah totally open to advertisements in the future especially if it's something I think like my followers would like what I would like and I align with it and Mm -hmm. advertising even for like a cause or anything like totally down for that it just and I've done that for a few like I've done like collaborative posts where it's just for social but I haven't really gotten, like, the advertising thing quite yet.
0: Um, yeah. Well, it, it's going to happen. You're going to get more and more inquiries the more followers you get. <laughs> we'll see. really—they <laughs> re- they, All I care about is the engagement rate. It's like, hey, can you reach an audience? Because we haven't figured it out yet. Like, yeah. that's what I think when someone approaches me for influencer marketing.
2: Yeah. And I usually yeah. say
0: no more often than
2: Yeah. Not. Yeah. Because, you, you, I mean, you want to be picky about those things because you don't want to blindly just be like, yeah, sure, I'll promote your... Whatever like sugar bear hair like those of-
0: <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> Fucking what sugar bear, that's bears. what
2: I think about when I think of like spawn con, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so like i am I'm, I'm having a hard time navigating um like the cannabis industry right now, mm,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you can't legally. Like, you'll get your post taken down if you promote the use of illegal drugs, especially since it's not federally, like, cannabis isn't federally legal yet. You can still advocate for CBD, because CBD is federally legal, um, especially if it's not, if it's taken from hemp and not THC, like, from the actual plant. Um, So, like, I'll have, that's, like, what I get the most of is, like, hey, can you talk about our joint pack? Can you talk about this edible? Can you talk about, Mm -hmm. and then I'm having a hard time, like, saying yes or no, because since I've been having some of my posts deleted, Recently oh. off Instagram, which is like permanently fucked my engagement. Like there's yeah. just nothing I can do. Like hashtags. I can't use hashtags anymore. That's pretty much what, what my life is now. Um, that I'm like worried that it might affect me. So it's like, that's something I'm trying to navigate. And I think a lot of uh, influencers that are in that space are having a hard time. And like, I wish that like, I don't know, like a normal company would just be like, Hey, can you talk about us? I'm like, cool. I won't get deleted though. Right. Cool. <laughs> like, that's what I'm kind of right. hoping for. So just like food for thought to the universe if anybody out there knows more about the cannabis industry i'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on that subject um yeah that's
2: interesting yeah yeah
0: and then um the one thing uh what about uh digital products for you would you ever do that
2: uh like downloadable posters or like tutorials yeah it could be um
0: downloadable posters workbooks uh the ebooks
2: so so i've um, done photoshop
0: graphics that kind of thing
2: yeah like, so for downloadable art, I've done it with a few, like, people, I have, like, a, like, um, custom illustration listing in my shop, where it's, like, everything you want to ask me, just send me a message, and buy it through this, and I'll do a custom link through there, um, so I have done downloadable, um, art. It makes me kind of nervous, and I don't know if it does to you, too, but what if, like, someone is asking for your downloadable art, and then they, like, use it to, like, I don't know. I'm paranoid. But I'm like, what do they use it to put on like a shirt somewhere in the world that I don't know or like use it for something else? I have no idea. But obviously, if you buy it, you could scan it and do it yourself. But I always like try to make sure that like it it looks the coast is clear. Because I, I don't know, I've gotten some weird like spam before about things and I try to be careful and I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. So just being careful about that. But I, d- I have done downloadable stuff and I'm still navigating that in my brain.
0: Yeah. But like, think of it like, um, you could have like, there's things like wallpapers. That's an easy one. Like yeah. people are now making money through making like story graphics, like things mm-hmm. for Instagram for mm-hmm. your stories, for your story highlights, uh things that people can buy enough usage rights to post it to their Instagram to use it for promotional use, not commercial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like uh, using your art to promote an event that is 30 bucks a ticket. That, yeah. to my eyes, is illegal, Um, even if you credit me, because you're using it to make money off of. But if you buy a usage right to, for promotional use, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So that's something that you could do, like, easily. And that kind of excites me. Like, what if we got paid every time someone reposted our art? Like, oh! That would be crazy. I would be, like, even a dollar. I'd be like, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I'd have so dollar. many dollars. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, so it's interesting that, uh, like, uh, there's this trend. I don't know if it's, like, a trend, but it's something that I've been hearing on repeat, is a lot of artists are c- going to Patreon, and um, which is the membership site. So, like, every month you pay a fee and then you Sorry, get exclusive digital a graphics, bit. right? Oh, am I? Yeah. Just right. for a second How there. Am, am I okay just for a second. Okay. Yeah, you've been going in and out a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be too annoying. And hey, listeners, don't let me a fucking bad review because of someone's internet. That's not okay. I'm like, don't be mean to me. Like, <laughs> shit happens. It's a fine episode. Get over yourself. Okay. Anyways. um, Sorry, one person left a bad review and I, I will remember that bad review forever. Oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I'm sorry that the person who lived in Costa Rica in the middle of the fucking forest had a couple of little tings in her voice. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. Like, did that invalidate her p- opinion? No, it didn't. Oh my God. Um, so I'm getting off topic. But anyway, so like digital, so people are going to Patreon and they're paying like a membership fee to continue to access digital assets. And the kind of assets they're making aren't just, you know, behind the scenes of their work or uh, here are time lapses. It's, hey, I'm going to give you these graphics that are perfect for your audience and your industry on social media and you get to use them for whatever promotional use that you want. Oh, cool. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a good idea.
2: I've never so, heard of that.
0: Yeah, so that's something that people are, or they're like, you know, going to Gumroad or they're just, you know, having it that functionality in their website, which I think is really powerful because that way it takes out of the equation of like, you know, sometimes uh, curators of Instagram or, you know, businesses don't understand usage rights when it comes to yeah. reposting people's art.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think also I like don't I like I get nervous about people editing it and um it then it doesn't feel ownable to you. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you did a drawing and you had a quote on it and then they like took out the quote and put their own quote trying to make your lettering like it would drive you nuts, you know? Yeah. And of I've course. seen and people have done that with my art countless times. Like Ugh. uh and I'm just like okay fine but like don't credit me because that's not my art anymore you know <laughs> like I didn't I didn't do this ugly lettering I swear you know like so it's like, um yeah no so I think like what you're saying is totally cool I think i I'm still like learning the ropes of digital like sharing things digitally and like like hoping that people will do their best to keep its integrity. But I think that's awesome. And I think it's the future of design and illustration. And Mm -hmm. one day we're not going to have picture frames. They're just going to be just TVs with art just coming through and all that. (laughs) So yeah, for sure. Gotta get used to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And every one of your uh, points of like, oh, what if they edit it? Like you could prepare for that. Like, um, you know, every asset comes in five colors. Yeah. So that way, no matter what like your color scheme on your Instagram is, you have something to match it. And instead of you have the original work with your original lettering, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you a recommendation of a font you can use Mm -hmm. to replace it with and use whatever quote you want. Totally. So, like, so that way they're not butchering the fuck out of your art.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I think I say that not based on just my art, but, like, as in design and in, like, making just excruciatingly detailed style guides for clients at my job. Like, Mm. the amount of times, like, you, I give them, like, an 80-page book of, like, this is what you do to design, and they still fuck it up. And it's just, (laughs) so I have very little faith, like, I, 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 like, had to block a certain client that I worked with, like, on my ad space, like, because I kept seeing, like, banners they designed with my style guide, and I'm like, oh my god, I, that's on page, like, 45 you're not supposed to do that like so <laughs> I'm still like I'm I'm just like I think I'm a little scarred <laughs> so yeah that
0: sounds scarring yeah. well also like who's gonna read the 80 page book though like, right
2: I mean, I mean they make you make that sound I, oh is, I know I remember it yeah I remember it
1: well so, yeah
2: but but like you would think that like I mean, and, and the design part is not the biggest part usually like you'll have a brand guideline style guideline and you'll have strategy and like uh examples and stuff So, like, you would think that just read the font and color section. It's so easy. Like, whatever, you know, it's just, and you even make templates. I can go on. It's, it's.
0: It's It's like people will find a way to fuck it up. Oh,
2: yeah. For sure. It hurts my soul.
0: Yeah. But hey, there is, you know, as an, as an additional note, there is another way to make money that you're not thinking of, which is uh, slapping fines to people who steal your work.
1: Yeah. That is a
0: legal way. You just put a lawyer and retainer. It's actually a lot cheaper than you might think. And it's their job to find people stealing your work and to send fines. Oh, wow. Yeah. I made an extra, like, 20 grand last year. Wow. From fines. Yeah. So it's like... That's insane. That way it's like, oh, you're going to use my work? Well, you're going to pay me for it. Like, here, you can pay this fine or you can pay less money and it'll actually give you the usage rights to it. Yeah. oh... Yeah. Okay. That's mm. interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. So it's just another, just another idea. Just putting it out there. No. Cause like, I'm just such a huge fan of your work that I'm like more money for you. You deserve <laughs> everything. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Here. it. I your haven't... work is amazing. Not that like, you know, you're not, you know, happy at your day job and with the amount of money that you're making, but like, hey, more money
2: yeah no I mean I like I said I did my taxes today and I actually had like a full-blown like holy shit what is happening like just like money just freaks me out and I'm like oh god what if I need like a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow I don't have it like who knows like I know that's stupid but I just like had like a um, stupid like attack panic attack of like I hate taxes and it really makes you reflect on how much you made and how much you're losing um, so I'm sure you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah any extra money is great. So thank it's you good for the thing. tips. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, as a final tax tip for people, uh, I'm really bad with money. Like the worst? Um, I use Anco. It was free. It's no longer free. Um, so that way I know it like the in and out of my business, how much money I'm spending, all that good stuff. Um, and I have this other app, I'm a big app person that's called Capital with a Q. They're not. They're not a sponsor or anything. I just like them. Um, and they have, it's just, there's tons of apps that do this. Some banks ha- do this, where it's like, anytime I have money that goes into my business bank account, it automatically deducts 30% and puts it into a separate account. Oh, so wow. I, I can't even fucking touch it. So by the time I do my taxes, I have the money to pay them Right. <laughs> that I don't have to like, I'm just going to do small installments right. for the next two years. Cause I fucked up, which I've done before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that makes total sense. Yeah. That's Yeah. Ooh. God.
0: I, yeah, I fucking love that. It's how I'm like saving for a house. I oh. wanna buy a building when because I 'cause I'm moving to Michigan. Oh wow. Um, I wanna buy a building. That's the goal. I don't know how I don't know if it's possible, but that's my like I would like to have like a retail space that's like on the bottom floor and then have apartments that that's go so above cool. it and do like an artist in residency type awesome. of program.
2: You'll do it. One day, Woulda, yeah. coulda.
0: I don't know. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try. That's so I'm awesome. like really trying to be savvy about money and like, okay, how do we do this? Okay, use this app, okay, use this shortcut, this automation. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. If you could get a financial planner, too, like, a human. Oh,
0: God. I should probably do that. Cause How they're... many people do I need to pay? Damn I know, <laughs> but
2: I, I, like, I had, again, a little off topic, but I had, like, a crazy, like, fraud happen to me, and, like, I haven't been investing. Like, I've just, I, I've been avoiding a lot of things, and when you have a financial planner, which I finally have, and I feel like I can talk to them about anything, and they don't judge you, like, you have to find the right one, like that I'm like, I'm sorry, I like, talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. I don't know this stuff. Um, like, they really help. And especially since I have, like, a lot of different, like, I have a full-time job and then I have an Etsy and I have a freelance job and, like, all that. It's, like, a lot of stuff to figure out. So it's helpful to have, like, a human that you can just always ask questions to that's knowledgeable. Like, my, my friend's dad told me this, and I always remember it. He's like, you're the creative one. You're not supposed to know this. Let the not creative person know this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Because I, like, did TurboTax one year, and he's like, why'd you do that? You probably could have gotten so much more on your refund. So just, like, you know how we, like, want to be paid for what we do, like, because we're adding personal touches to it. It's kind of like a financial plan advisor is, like, that personal touch to your finances. That's how I see it.
0: Yeah. I have a CPA. Oh, cool, um, yeah. But I don't know if that's the same thing as there a is, financial. I feel like there's a difference. There
2: is a difference because CPA is just, like, do your taxes, I believe. And then there's, like, yeah. CFPs, which are, like, um, and, again, don't quote me on this because I'm an idiot when it comes to it's this. It's, like, stuff. not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, not a lawyer, not a uh, not a t- accountant Tax. not a money accountant t- that's
0: the, that's what their job's called not yeah. a money mm.
2: person just but yeah financial advisors will like help you with like kind of everything like stocks investments managing your money like blah 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 mm. so yeah I don't know
0: <laughs> I'm gonna think about it. if I'm oh I'm definitely gonna get a financial planner before I buy a building that's yeah, that, for sure
2: for sure for sure I think that's like, the same <laughs> thing right I don't know right
0: yeah <laughs> It's like, okay, take a baby. I'm just dreaming big. I just like to think outside of like, if I couldn't draw anymore, if something, if I got arthritis, something happens to make it a horrible cut accident, a, sh- a shark bite. I don't know. What's yeah. Like, I don't know what life has. Yeah. I don't think Totally. I'll, like, I, what else would I do? And I think, like, being a part of a bigger community or creating a creative community in a, in a, a part or in a city that, like, who, what? You're an artist. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, are you, are you starving right now? Like, do they just look at you, like, completely in awe that you can make money as an artist? They've what? never even heard of people like you.
2: Why are you moving to Michigan?
0: Um, Well, f- to be closer to uh, my fiance's family. Oh, wow. They live, like, right on the Wisconsin border. Okay. Um, And we're probably not going to have kids, so we're going to, like, live vicariously through his his sister's baby. That's, like, a year and a half. Oh, cool. Um, and also, it's so cheap. Yeah. So it's, like, what would life be like if I were severely, like, cut my utilities my rent in a third oh yeah and still charge what I do for freelance and everything else like
2: hey you're, how, I just go
0: from middle class to upper class overnight
2: I know you're talking to someone who lives in San Francisco <laughs> so,
0: oh no I know
2: so like yeah I that's awesome and also congrats on uh, your engagement I don't know when it happened but
0: congrats. uh it happened like t- when the eclipse was so that was a while ago <laughs> okay well congrats anyway <laughs> thanks I appreciate thank you so much I appreciate that um we'll get married eventually we're yeah. more just like we're, we're committed yeah he's, no, we're not he's not nope. going anywhere especially since yeah, he works no. for me now he's, he's listening oh. to us talk about him because he's the one that edits this podcast hi rick hello. love you kisses hi thank you um, <laughs> it's like hello stranger i will not blow you kisses but i appreciate you <laughs> um all right so back on to the topic all right how do you this is always like such a lofty question how do you stay motivated How do you stay motivated through working for advertising, creating personal work, selling products, and then just for funsies? Like, how do you manage all that?
2: I'm, I think, this sounds super annoying, but like, I'm a really, (laughs) it does. I just like, I'm a really driven, work-minded person, and I've, I've always been that way. And, like, if I'm not crazy busy, like, even during the spells where I feel like I my eyes are actually going to fall out of my head because I've been staring at a screen too long, like, mm-hmm. I, I like, need it. I love working, and I, I need it to keep my sanity. And especially when I'm dealing with things, I feel like work is my control. It always has been, like, the one constant in my life. Even when I was in school, like, I was obsessed with studying, and I'm like, I better get an A, and, like, freaked out if I didn't or like in college too, like I just like to be in control of like my work, my school, um, because it is my constant in my life when like relationships aren't working or friendships or mm. anything else, like I, I need it to survive basically. And I think when I work in my full time job, it's it's really awesome. And I've talked to a lot of freelancers, and I'm not sure if you feel this way. They're like the one thing they do miss is being constantly around people.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that could be a bad and good thing, but That fuels me because they everyone at my job knows what I do on the side and they're super supportive. So, the work I do in advertising fuels me to do you know this design because I do love doing like traditional graphic design, but then the quota of graphic design is filled. And then it fuels me to be like, fuck, I need to do drawing and illustration, all this. And then I'm fueled again by seeing other people doing these awesome freelance g- gigs. And I'm like, I need to do that too. So I kind of, <laughs> again, like that domino effect of just wanting to really achieve a lot. And I I literally, I feel so behind. I can't even explain how behind I feel in terms of my achievements. So I'm like, really like looking to do a lot of things. And I I really just want to like make as much stuff as I can. And that's really what keeps me going. Like every hour of the day, I wanna make something.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I empathize with that for sure. Um, I I think for me, it's really like a boredom. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what keeps you motivated? Boredom keeps me motivated where I'm like watching the same shows over and over again. Like Dina, there's something else you could be doing right now. Like yeah. you might as well be drawing, like there's no purpose for this. Yeah. Or just straight up like accomplishment high. Uh-huh. yes, all about it. That is like my crack. Yeah. And I'm a big, and like, I'm a big stoner, smoke weed every single day, but there's something very unique and special about finishing something. You're just like, even if it's just like cleaning totally. or like doing a chore, like to me, like I haven't, all right, this is so bad. This is so bad. Are you ready? Okay. So I never drive. I like, I have a car. It's paid off. It's a beautiful, it's a Volkswagen convertible teal Beetle.
1: Oh, like, nice.
0: oh, it's a gorgeous car. Why I have a convertible in Portland where there's no sun, I'm not really sure why I made the decision either. <laughs> but uh, I never drive it to the point where the battery has died twice. Oh my God. Where I've had to keep buying. And right now I will not start because I, ha- I, I I don't drive it. And then just like last week, real talk, I realized that the registration was two years old.
2: Oh God. <laughs>
0: oh no. So it's like, and I still haven't done anything about it. Um, and it's just a good thing I paid for a parking space or they would have towed that fucker like oh, yeah. a long time ago. Um, so it's just like, I'm sure the second that I get my registration and I get a new car battery, I'm like, yeah, I am a God. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. just getting look at me done. being an adult. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Like, so do, do you think that's what it is too? Like the, like the feeling of accomplishment that's like the most motivating factor?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, Yes. Yes and no, because, like, n- like no matter how awesome a project is or how accomplished I'm feeling, it's very, um. it's not, in- it- it- it'll end soon. Like, that feeling goes away pretty quickly for yeah, me. Yeah, it does. So, like, I'll be like, I'll do this awesome project and I'll see it in the world. I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And then, like, maybe the next day I'm like, uh okay, whatever, what's next? Like, that was fine. Yeah, it's like I'm empty again. And then I'll start looking at it more. I'm like, oh, my God. Did I really, like, that M looks weird. What did I do? Like, this is bad. Right. I'm kind of embarrassed about this. Okay, I need to redeem myself somehow, somewhere else. It's a lot for myself, and um, I've just always kind of been that way. Like, yeah. So, huh. I don't know. Just <laughs> I, like a, I think it's just part of my personality, to be honest.
0: I think it, it does require that kind of personality. Like, some people, like, the uh, the biggest struggle they have is just making something. Mm-hmm. And I have such a hard time relating to those people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I have, like, a thousand ideas a day. Like, I don't... Yeah. You don't... Like, you, you can't make anything. Like, and I know that's, like, a huge common. like, oh, the, you know, the fear of the blank page. Mm-hmm. And, like, not knowing what to draw. But I think that's, like, a... I don't know in your opinion do you think that's like a first few years of your career problem and you just like exercise your creativity that you can use it like a superpower or do you think that's something that people just struggle with forever or am I just like a unicorn I don't know
2: um you know I don't I'm not sure I think it depends what field you're in like I feel like for writers I totally understand that like I work with a lot of writers at my job and I'm like damn like you're just writing all day like I there are so many there are only so many letters and words like that's hard but I feel like with drawing like just draw just like scribble and um, it doesn't have to be perfect like I a lot of times I just draw just for myself and um, I don't know I, I know what you're saying but I think it depends but I totally feel what you mean. I, yeah. I, I do sometimes get blank, but then I'm like, I'm just going to draw because I need to. And it's mm-hmm. not for anyone but myself. But yeah. Yeah.
0: A- anytime you draw from your own, like, I'm just going to do this for me. Those are always the best pieces anyways. Yeah. Like, sorry, clients. You can give me fucking 50 grand for a project that would take me six hours. Like, just yeah. crazy installation. And it still would not come out as good if I had just made it for my own creation, my own ideas, my own experience. Right. Even if that was the art direction. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, that's totally. just how it goes. So I feel like that's something we should never like rob ourselves of. Like if you do, if you are the kind of person that's so busy with the day job and freelance, like it's so important that you still make time for yourself.
2: Yeah. and now Not to post say- on
0: Instagram, just for you.
2: Yeah. And now that you say like about block, I do, I, I do get a lot of creative block when I'm designing at work. That happens quite a bit, but with drawing, it's a little different. It's mm-hmm. just a side note.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. I want all the side notes. I want all, I want the 360 point of view. Um, okay. So let's get into some advice time. Advice corner with Dina and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be your advice on how people can do essentially more in less time?
2: Oh, God. Um, hmm. <laughs> Like, uh, do more in less time. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all about self-motivation. Like, everything I do outside of my job, I don't actually have to do. Like... It really is, it is all, like, a labor of love, and, like, I want to do it. So I think, like, if you're like me and you have a full-time job and it's extremely demanding, you just have to prioritize that you're going to make time for this. It's like a relationship. Like, you make time for someone or you make time for that thing because it's important to you. So even though you get home from work at 10 p.m., like, sneak a 30-minute drawing session and then go to bed or something. Um, but I do like, again, I struggle with this quite a bit because I don't get enough sleep and, um, I, I'm still figuring this one out. So take it or leave it with that advice because yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still figuring
0: that one out. <laughs> yeah. Totally get that. I wish you weren't all staticky. Maybe some of your roommates, like maybe there's like two of your roommates watching Netflix or something. Um, that'll happen if, uh, cause I hear people, a little bit of people in the oh, I think that's you. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. I can't make out what they're saying, but I can hear, like, uh, okay. Um, I'm yeah, it's like, get off the internet, motherfuckers. I'm like, you just, for like, we're almost done. <laughs> I love your advice, and I want it to be recorded in clarity. I, I just texted them. <laughs> I can hear you tapping <gasps> on the desk. Like, fucking Sorry. motherfuckers.
2: Sorry, I can, I can move. The- yeah we I mean like it's San Francisco so our apartment is super small (laughs) so my living room is like connected to my bedroom so yes not ideal
0: yeah I feel I've definitely I've had six roommates before especially once their boyfriend just kept moving in I'm like oh I guess it's I have six roommates instead of three this is fun um Yeah, yeah so I feel you on that all right now, this is definitely the question that a lot of people are thinking to themselves, which, like, especially based on this interview, of, like, do you think you'll be in advertising for the long haul, or do you self, do you see yourself being more independent, like, in the future at some point?
2: Um, I, I definitely see myself being more independent in the future. I don't know when that future is. I think what's awesome about working in advertising is that I'm working with a lot of pretty amazing people, and... I really, really enjoy that and a lot of older people who are smarter than I am and a lot of people that have different jobs than I do, like writers and account managers and lawyers and all these kinds of people. So um, I feel like I still want to be in this industry for a little bit longer, but definitely in the future, I'd love to just be like a full-time illustrator and like just do some freelance gigs and have my own like studio and stuff.
0: That's the hope. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it that seems like such an, like, oh, of course, who wouldn't, who would not, who wouldn't want to be full-time freelance? Um, but again, like, there's a lot of things that you give up. Like, you, you're you not around people. Like, right. I feel like a fucking alien. Yeah. Like, compared to normal people, I never leave my house. I have a, the most flexible, flexible schedule ever, especially since I don't do a lot of client work now. Because when you have clients, you still have to have the remblance of a nine-to-five, because mm-hmm. they have a nine-to-five. But when you're just making products and you're like teaching and all these things, you can do whatever you want, and that flexibility is uh, really amazing. But it's also terrifying, yeah. Um, because I like I'm uh, there's no one in charge of me. Um, I can't tell if I'm fucking off too much, if I'm working too hard, if I'm hurting my relationships and my my you know like my partner, or if you know I'm not making enough money to support us because I right. do take care of you know card you know taking care of some people um mm-hmm. trying to send my mom more money you know all, all the things yeah um I would love to be able to give them more but you know one step at a time right but so it's just like the pressures of it is a little weird and the fact that like I'm not really on anyone's so like when people are like oh I'm too busy with work or I have all these other friends I have to hang out with I can't hang out with you for a month or something I'm like what know? Yeah. like no. you have responsibilities <laughs> like no it's so hard for me to it's relate. interesting
2: I've heard a lot of that from freelancers that it's like a double-edged sword like I mean the grass is always greener um like I do that's one of the aspects of working full-time that I love but also I envy people who are like full-time just drawing all the time but then I'm like but that's like really hard too you know so it it, it really is like uh you have to
0: kind of figure out your balance yeah um, it's so interesting because you were, I was about to cut the interview off because you were so robotic to a point that I was like, oh, I'm going to have to be like, all right, bye. But I can tell that your roommates like got off the internet and now you're totally fine. Oh, super shoot. clear.
2: Was it really so d- bad for a while?
0: It it was for like a couple minutes. Oh, so, sorry. It, it happens. There's, you know, like, that's why I'm like, it's an unedited podcast. It's supposed to be real. Like, I'm not Joe Rogan. I can't afford a studio and like fly fucking artists to come record in my professional studio. It's like, no, we're just fucking people with a computer. Yeah. And I'm just happy the fact that you have a microphone. Yeah. Like, that's cool of you to do. Like, I really appreciate that. It's a
2: really nice one. I borrowed it from my office. Another perk of my office, I can borrow stuff. (laughs) It's like a nice
0: one. It's heavy. (laughs) I love it. No, it it definitely makes such a huge difference. Um, And hey, guys, there's some pretty good affordable microphones if you ever want to make a pot. Like, mine's like a hundred bucks. It's a blue mic. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the show notes below. Um, okay. I'm like in a really big jingle mood because I've been talking for so long, I think, today that yeah. I'm losing my mind and I'm really hungry. That's probably what it is. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about some failure.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you excited?
0: All right. So let's start with your biggest failure and let, that you can think of off the top of your head.
2: Okay. So I've had a ton. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Like, and also even my successes have been failures to me because my brain is, you know, we are all, like, pretty hard on ourselves as creatives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, in college, I did have, like, one really big thing happen, and it, like, made me, like, be like, why am I doing this? Like, I was um, head of a design committee there for concerts. We had, like, awesome concerts. I went to USC. And um, I did this whole, like, poster design and whole campaign for it. And, like, two days before the concert and we were going to announce it, They were, like, the two heads of the committee were like, we're not using this. We're going to use something else. And that was, like, my job to do that. (laughs) And I, like, spray-painted and made stencils and all this stuff, and it was really awesome, and I was, like, so upset. And it it it, I was, like, devastated, and it felt like just, like, pure rejection, especially at that stage. Like, I was still really fine. I still am, but, like, I was really still trying to find my groove and – Again, when you make a lot of time for something when you don't have time, like I had an internship, I was mm-hmm. taking like 20 credits, and then I was on student government and I was doing this, and I was just like Jesus, woman. Yeah, it was just like, and then I was like, You're not gonna use it? Like, oh my tears were <laughs> shed. Like, I, yeah, so Fuck that, yeah. that was a big one, but like also, and like at, I all the time at work, all the time, it happens always. Um, and even in, my big, big projects that were super successful, like you better believe there were about a thousand failures <laughs> in between to make those. So yeah, for sure. Like that was a big one. And I remember like a huge shift in me then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a big concert after and I was like, I'm going to make this the best fucking graphics ever. And I, <laughs> and to be honest, tap on my shoulder. It was pretty awesome.
0: So yeah, I pushed you to, to, to try a little harder. That's oh cool. For sure. What do you think was like the lesson learned from that experience?
2: That not everyone's gonna love what you do period and um my old i used to intern at uh, warner brothers records and their art department for a while which was so fun and one of the guys there was like you know graphic design and art it's just heartbreak if you're making it for someone else you put your heart in it and not everyone likes it and they're gonna break your heart and you just have to move on and i'm like totally like he was super right. You just got to move on and take that energy into the next thing because, yeah, not everyone's going to love what you do. And sometimes, you know, they'll go with something else. It just happens. Yeah. Like that
0: same thing with like uh, when you work with bigger clients, there's oh, a yeah. presentation fee. Like you don't always just get the job and get paid. Like they pay you for your ideas to present sketches or mm-hmm. sometimes like full, fully fledged concept. You can spend hours and hours. You still get paid, but they don't use it. But it's like, but I wanted to put it in
1: my portfolio. Right. And then usually
0: you sell, you you know sign an NDA, so you can't even use it in your portfolio, even though it's finished work. It's like, oh, why? Like, oh, why yeah. did I spend all this? Time? Like, yeah, money's great. But like, you know, if you don't get that like outside validation, like, hey, I made that thing. Look. Um, yeah. It's, it, it feels pretty hollow. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, like with in my
2: full time job, like, oh, my God, the pitching process is brutal. Like hours and hours and hours. And then you don't get the business. It's like. Uh, like
0: what was all of that for it's hard for sure yeah all right what about success what's like your biggest success story um so i mean it
2: is with my job but it ended up being very personal um i had this big women's um campaign with reebok and we pitched it as like a lettering campaign And I just did all the sketches for it. Like, we were like, we're going to hire a real typographer to do all this because I'm not a typographer. And they ended up really liking my, like, concept type. And they're like, why don't you just do it? And, like, so I ended up doing all this, like, um, typography with awesome women. And I got to go on photo shoots and shoot with, like, one of my favorite female photographers. And there's not many. It was very hard to find one because we were – there are a lot, but to the like standards of like a big client, they're like, we need a fashion photographer that can work with celebrities and blah, blah, blah. And it sucked going through people's portfolio, like going on like art and looking at like all men just shooting women and like very few, you know, elevated women photographers with agents and stuff. So that was really cool mm-hmm. to elevate other women and, um, getting to see all my, like, typography around these awesome women in, like, New York City, and it was just, like, a surreal moment.
0: Very cool. Yeah, Yeah. it
2: was cool, and, you know, it, I, I got really lucky with my team, and I got lucky to put my own touch on it, because it is Reebok, and it's not my style, but this project ended up, ended up being it, and it felt, like, I just learned so much, but it was one of the hardest projects I've ever been on, like, I've never, I've never felt like I was doing something wrong more than that project and ended up being great. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, I find this episode so interesting and I didn't even plan it this way. It's it's funny because so this episode's all about like the balancing act of having a full time job and uh you know, having a side hustle. And then the next episode is actually about someone who comes from like UI UX and just transformed and just now is doing full time freelance and illustration in a completely different industry so i think it's like i don't know i I feel like having these episodes back to back is going to be really cool and hear both of your feedback Mm -hmm. i'm really excited speaking of elevating women um excited to 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 hear those back to back and see the different opinions and stuff on things um and this was really fun like just hanging out with you even with like the minor technical difficulties i don't give a fuck about that stuff i'm sorry is it like
2: oh is it a good portion of it because i don't want to be unenjoyable
0: no, I don't think it's unenjoyable. I think, I mean, like, it's always the same in podcasts. It's, like, for a little bit. And then if you record late at night, you actually get the worst data, oh. like, when it comes to Wi-Fi. So that's why I try not to record at night just because that that's usually an issue. Mm-hmm. I then, like, you know, if you have roommates and – like, when you said, like, oh, I have three roommates, I was like, oh, okay, the internet's definitely going to cut out when they get home. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because that's just how that, that works. But, no, I think it's totally fine. Okay. I don't know. Listeners – like, you don't care. You're right. You like this episode. Tell us. Tell us on the ground. DM both me and Kelly. Let me know what you guys think about this episode. Okay, good. Uh, I hope,
2: because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I hope that it's it's listenable and that it got resolved.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think something, too, is when you call it out is yeah. really nice. Yeah. Um, versus someone just trying to edit over it. It's like, no, like I can, I'm on this other side of this phone call. I can clearly hear you sound like a robot. So it's probably how it's going to sound in the recording.
1: Yeah. Like my
0: audio is probably flawless because I'm the one natively recording it to my fucking desktop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's just, it just is what it is. So don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, you did great. Okay. That, all of your feedback was super interesting and inspiring and it's just awesome to talk to you. Um, yeah, you too. I feel like we're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay! All right. So before we wrap up, is there anything exciting come up like for you right now that I can help promote?
2: Yeah. So just like I've been working on a coloring book for a while. um, Cool. And it's something that like I've been wanting to finish for so long, but I keep finding things I want to fix and finesse and I've been printing them out and my roommates have been like my guinea pigs drawing it in. And I'm like, what do you think of your experience of coloring this in? Because I I just want it to be perfect. So I'm going to have a coloring book (laughs) coming out in the next... Oh man, I I don't know, next couple months or weeks just because I have to get it produced and stuff. So like I am still figuring that out. It's not a, it's not cheap to make books, I'm sure you know. So mm-hmm. um that's coming up and then I add stuff to my Etsy sometimes. So, and just follow me on Instagram, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm excited about the coloring book. I think all artists should have a Patreon, a coloring book, and a podcast.
2: <laughs> a podcast. <laughs>
0: And yeah, because it's the easiest way to make con like content. Like you literally like yeah. you have a microphone in front of you right now. You just turn it on. You just start talking, and then you you're yeah. done. You, you don't do have like- to edit it. You don't do shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: No. I mean, I love pod. I listen to like eighty podcasts. Like, I'm yeah, constant- podcasts are the best. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, hey, yeah, sure. But you're doing a great job, so I'll let you do the uh, podcasting.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying. I think it's re- like I just started another podcast because I'm crazy because oh, I wow. like to like pile shit on. That's uh, my secret art diary is what I call it. And it's gated on Patreon. So it's a dollar. If anybody's listening, who cares? Uh, three three episodes a week. Because it's yep. just, it, it's like a stand up bit. That's all it oh. is. It's just me talking about my life. Like talking oh, about cool. clients spitting in my face. That happened. Oh, just God. fucking spit take in my face. It was an accident, but it was still hilarious. Yeah. And like the ins and outs and all the struggles. Because I feel like even when you have like a sit down recorded podcast, like the format that we're doing now, you still miss all the little things. Right. you don't still understand the true experience of an artist because we're still only projecting the best part of, of ourselves in this conversation, you know? Oh yeah. I mean. So yeah. same thing with like the Instagram imposter syndrome struggle. So I, I don't know. I keep, I, I want to take every opportunity to tell people like, I think everyone should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because if you have fans, they definitely want to hear your perspective and like what you're going through. And it is a lot easier to do than make a six hour illustration. I'll tell true. you that. Um, true. And you yeah. still get an accomplishment high. That's yeah. what, I'm all about the high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to get this scheduled. Yes. And on Women's Day, I've no, no less. I
2: know. Yeah. Thank Killing you so it. much. This is my first podcast. This is really fun. And thank oh, you for track, elevating yes. other artists and designers and illustrators. It's really cool. There's not a lot. There's Aww. not really any podcast about that. So thank you.
0: Yeah, happy, happy to start the the movement. Hey, guys, if you want to start a female-led podcast, you should you should do it, too. Make a podcast. Um will be my first guest right, if you- I do that. <laughs> oh, she said it. You heard it. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Leave us a positive review. If it's negative, I really don't care. Don't just keep it to yourself. Um, positive <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please tell your friends. Share the stories. All the things. Maybe do like a little sound bitey bitey. A little 15 second sh- Instagram story shout out. Ah, what was your favorite 15 seconds? You let me know. Um, All right. Now I'm sounding like a used car salesman. But for the price of... No, I'm done. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks bye. for listening.
1: Thank you. <laughs>